everybody's in a bit of a weird mood. We're already starting to get in the Halloween spirit. And uh, and Thomas is back, which means the party is officially started. here. Oh yeah, just in time for the full moon. I didn't check if there's a full moon. I hope there's a full moon. But in Australia, is it upside down? <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <You're late. laughs> well, we're not going to see Thomas again for two months. <laughs> I'm going to watch stories he tells his Australian friends about these Americans. This guy won't shut up about Australia. <laughs> I don't even talk about it that much. I live here. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll moratorium on Australia talk for a little bit. <laughs> Welcome back to Community Rewatching 101. I am Justin, and with me is the whole crew, the uh, the Universal Monsters B team, so it was. Uh, we've got, let's see, introduce yourself. Uh, you guys came up with great names tonight, so. <laughs> I'm Heather. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like Heather, but you're just pronouncing it in a funny way, which I suppose is what it is, but... <laughs> I, my, I am I am Thomas Spooky, which is which is a good one. Everyone likes it. And I am <laughs> Fernando. Th- Thomas, can we just call you Thomas Pookie? No, I, I knew this would come up. <laughs> and it's the the pr- correct pr- correct pronunciation is Thomas Spooky. Okay. All right. Tama spooky. Well, we are here. It's very fortuitous that we just so happen to be covering an episode of Community that takes place at Halloween, and it is practically Halloween here as well. So it really fits in the time of the year, and uh, I'm excited. Are you guys doing anything for fun for Halloween this year? Or are you going to be boring stay-at-home adults? I'll be going out to a party. On right. the 28th, and I'll do a Halloween stream on the 31st, so. Oh, look out, Twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we have my toddler's first trunk or treat, and she's now big enough to enjoy wearing costumes and stuff, so we have, we're going to decorate our trunk, she's going as Minnie Mouse, and we have to buy fun-sized candies that hopefully there aren't going to be too many kids, so we get a bunch of fun-sized candies. Yeah. <laughs> I will be an Orthodox Australian and do nothing and forget. Oh, it was Halloween yesterday. <laughs> and, Aww. Uh, I yeah. knew we'll it. buy that discounted country. candy from the store, man. That's the way to we, do it. We, we don't even get candy here. <laughs> There's no candy. Oh. Mm. It doesn't really exist. Do you really do Halloween? No, we actually, make? more and more. I mean, Australia is becoming more and more like America every single year. So there are. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Assimilate pockets, pockets of <laughs> Halloween emerging. They just hand out Vegemite. Is that my understanding? <laughs> I mean, that's a great idea. Just ladle it into your hand. Here you go. It's big old. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I usually run a, a trunk or treat. Um, participate in that for a local community center, and my wife takes the kids out. So it uh get, kind of get the best of both worlds. It's always a lot of fun. I still get to dress up, so that's it's all I care about. That's still fun being an adult and get to wear a giant dinosaur head mask. Is that your go-to <laughs> costume? It is. It's easy. I don't really like wearing full body costumes. I'd rather wear just like something on my head and the kids don't really care anyway, so you know, it's all all good. 
So uh, we are going to be covering today community rewatching. Uh, I'm sorry, community season two, episode uh, six. I guess is it mm. six? Yeah, it sounds that's possible, right. right. That sounds but, good. But yeah. now, yes. Justin, before we get into that, mm. are we having a a regular community movie segment um, at the top? Because that is there I, any I, new I have some things news to say about that. Hey? Or are you just miffed you weren't here to discuss it? Yeah, I was miffed. I listened to your episode, and I, right, I wanted well, to tell, tell in about your, the community movie. Tell us um, your thoughts on this revelation of an, a movie coming out. Well, just like all of you, I'm just like like in a whirlwind. What is this world? You know how I can't believe it. It's you know I haven't been this shocked since Russell T Davies is returning to Doctor Who, which is only like a few months ago. But uh, I'm pretty shocked. Um, and basically, I I think, I want to put on the record that I think it's going to be terrible, uh, objectively a really terrible movie, and people will say it shouldn't have happened, but, but I think we're all going to like it. Uh, I think fans of Community are just going to get over the hurdle and like it. Um, but in terms of what I hope it's like... Uh, are you guys Twin Peaks fans? Any of you yeah. into Twin Peaks? Definitely. And did you see The Return, season three nope. of Twin Peaks? I didn't. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that I thought was spectacular. And what David Lynch did there is basically go totally away from the first couple of seasons. It was so unlike previous Twin Peaks. And mm. I, I think if if the community movie is going to be the best that it can be, I think it's got to be, I think, like... Twin Peaks, The Return, really different to everything that's come before. Go for something that's quite wild and out there. Because I just don't think they can match or repeat what's come before. And later seasons of the show try that itself. So I'm hoping that it's just really weird and goes for something quite ambitious and out there. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But also, um, uh, one more thing. I don't know if you guys have seen on on Twitter uh, a lot of the actors have tweeted about the movie happening and i just thought it was interesting that um that uh, well it gave me a chuckle too that joel McHale uh tweeted the a picture saying and a movie so announcing that the movie's mm-hmm. coming and um and he tagged a bunch of the other cast alison brie ken jong uh daddy danny pudi and also Gillian anderson uh, rather than Gillian Jacobs and uh, Gillian Anderson of X-Files, Sex Education, etc. And Gillian Anderson quickly tweeted back, um, Gillian Jacobs who? I'm in, Joel McHale. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, I wondered Joy. if that was an actual mistake or a little hinty wink at Gillian uh, Anderson being involved. I hope it's the latter. She could totally be a professor for a season. I think that's a great idea. I like yeah. it. Yeah, the professor that that's a good angle to get, you know, guest stars in and out of the show that they use a few times. That was always a, a nice little thing. Mm. So before we get into tonight's episode, there is a certain music group that uh, is very prominent in epidemiology. And I was just curious as our opening question, how do you guys feel about ABBA? Hmm. Since we hear an awful lot of it tonight, is all I'm saying. Hmm. I'm pretty abonostic, I think. 
<laughs> wow. You know, I, I can get down with that for a little while, but I'm not going to go seek it out and I won't turn it off. Uh, so, yeah, right down the middle for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm into ABBA. You can have too much ABBA, though. You can have too much ABBA. I think too much ABBA is like two seconds, and I'm just, yeah. That's <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. I don't think I've ever sought out that group and any of its songs, and then it just pops up, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm listening to this for a while. All right. I don't know. Heather, what, do you, what are your thoughts on this? I'm, crucial I'm, issue. Oh, yeah, it's very crucial. I, I'm, I'm really just bland Uh, it's bland to me it doesn't doesn't get me going or anything i don't hate it but if i hear it come on i'm like oh abba again really (laughs) i've heard some dark chapter of our society (laughs) (laughs) i've heard some people pronounce it abba and i'm very relieved to hear you guys saying it as abba um i don't know what was going on with Abba. abba where does that come from well, it's like it's in the Bible. It's an Aramaic for father. So I, that's how I know Abba. Nerd. I know Bible nerd from Bible nerd to music nerd to TV nerd. We cover all the bases here. So, all right. Well, let's get into uh, season two, episode six, epidemiology. Thomas has our summary for tonight. All righty. Today we're talking Season 2, Episode 6, Epidemiology, directed by Anthony Hemingway, written by Dan Harmon and Carrie Dornetto, and happy second Halloween, community! The whole study group are enjoying a bigger and better Halloween party than last year's. Jeff is David Beckham, the Dean is Lady Gaga, Pierce is Kirk, and Shirley is anything but Miss Piggy. Troy and Abed fail to impress some female students with a reenactment from Aliens, so Troy ditches the quote-unquote nerdy construction mech and instead becomes micro-budget Dracula. Mmm, what scrumptious snacks has the Dean provided? I'm sure he put in the time, effort and school dollars to provide something exceptionally deli- Oh no, it's a biohazard substance from a container of old military rations bought at a surplus store. Pierce is the first to succumb and- (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> and no, I've got it. It's it's getting me. No, um, and even returning legitimate direct, uh, legitimate medical doctor Rich is unable to stop him from going rabid and munching down on starburns, and from there the contagion spreads like a contagion. Dean phones for help, but the military are six hours away, so he locks everyone inside. The study group fall one by one, but Troy perseveres just long enough to heroically reach the thermostat and lower the temperature enough to counter the fever. The army arrives, knocks everyone out with amnesia gas, and plants the cover story that everyone has been roofied. Oof. All that, and many plot points more, are on this very action-packed episode of Community. Yeah. Woo! Great job. It is a... It's an episode. It's a <laughs> yeah. It's we one storyline, but it's so plot heavy. <laughs> it is, and it's also very contained. I mean, this is really just taking place almost entirely in the library, and they do yeah. such an amazing job. Let's talk about the set dressing. They do. I think they do a great job transforming the the whole library. The lice scary. I'm sorry. The lice scary. They call it <laughs> into a really cool like haunted house party scene it's kind of claustrophobic it's very cluttered there's a lot of decorations a lot of mood lighting and leonard i mean that's all the ingredients you need for your party right <laughs> what do you guys think about about all the the setting and the 
transformation here. Is it budget unrealistic for Greendale, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Never. They know where to put their their uh, <laughs> their dollars. Yeah, they know how to throw a party. But no, they do a really good job of really using their sets and making it feel like simultaneously like a party at a community college, but also kind of like a house party and kind of like a... They get seem a lot larger than the set almost certainly is. Uh, it's very impressive. Yeah, it's got an interesting look too. It's kind of this episode's quite a bit darker than you than other episodes, of course, and then you'd expect sitcoms to look. They really lean a good amount into the kind of horror style that they're going for. Yeah, especially, especially zombie style, because uh, this whole episode is really a kind of a meta. Like, let's take zombies and let's relocate it into. Greendale and somehow somehow make that work without actually killing anybody which is uh, a huge feat I'm still kind of in awe that they were able to write themselves around that uh, you know even <laughs> in, in Greendale's universe like there's no oh this was all a dream and you know they, they have to hit the reset button it's a kind of different reset um, yeah, but is, this, is this the highest stakes episode of Community because there is like an yes. actual threat of brain damage to the entire student population, yeah. and, and then, the army was going to kill them, right? Yes, it's, no, it really for sure. That yeah, way. <laughs> yeah it's like this is taking it to a whole different level than paintball. In paintball, everyone just has to believe, and then it becomes serious. But in this, it's actually a, this serious fantasy concept is real. It's a whole new step. And Troy is a hero. And Troy is Troy's a always hero. a hero. Legit. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, can, can you imagine? I mean, just kind of sitting back and going, you "Got all these people getting infected." You have one guy who just locked them all in there, so they had no chance of escape, and they were a hair's breadth away from being <laughs> eradicated. Uh, that's yeah, <laughs> and nobody sues because nobody remembers. If they remembered, oh my goodness, Greendale would have been uh, bankrupt. I think you're right. It was very nearly the series finale. Everyone just dies as zombies. <laughs> Cut to credits. Community. Do you guys have a favorite zombie movie? Eh, maybe Zombie Land. It's pretty high up there. It's always okay. hard for me to pick favorites, but I thought that was a good one. Uh, Train to Busan comes to mind. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. So emotional. I've heard yeah. such good things about that. I have yet to see it. Oh, it's it. so good. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got burned out on zombies so thoroughly. I mm -hmm. used to have a whole catalog of zombie movies I would go back to, and I don't remember the last time I've done that. Yeah, I don't even play zombie video games anymore. I'm tired of it. She's over it, man. She's over <laughs> it. I'm so I like a lot it. of the 80s zombies. Uh, you know, Night of the Comet, um, Return of the Living Return Dead. of the Living Dead. Yeah. I mean, that's... And that, oh. I think, informed a lot of this episode. I was thinking that, too, with the fact that the military's kind of responsible for it with, <laughs> with that crap. <laughs> Uh, by safe. the way, I got mine. It is uh, Brain Dead or Dead Alive, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Mm, there you that go. is my favorite zombie movie, hands mm. down. I haven't seen that in, man, since I was in college, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> it's there's no shortage of zombie movies out there. Some really excellent ones and a whole bunch of just terrible ones. So <laughs> Dan Harmon and company had a lot of a lot of material to draw from for this episode and to kind of riff on and somehow meld it into a college setting. Uh, so let's, let's rewind a little bit. So there's a, 
a Halloween party. And on top of the whole zombie Halloween party thing, we also have this nonstop ABBA soundtrack that's playing because the Dean has his playlist going. I, I, I love that little joke. Like every once in a while, it just stops and it's the Dean like uh, giving himself notes. It's uh, it's apparently he wants to rent human centipede, which I think is the most terrifying thing in this episode. Oh, that poor guy. I, I had such PTSD when I heard that. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's, George Takei, you know, because why not? Just at the beginning and end of the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that's, even on the camera. Just there's a story there. That's so weird because he's not even somebody you associate with the horror genre or with Mm-mm. like the, there, there's no connection other than he's got a good narrator voice and a distinctive narrator voice. Yeah. Too bad none yeah. of us are named Kevin. I had a friend named Kevin. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to watch this episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk um, costumes. Which which one of the costumes, Thomas, you were you're kind of going down? I'll, I'll recap the list here. Mm. Which one do you think is the best? We got Jeff as David Beckham. Pierce as Captain Kirk. And a pretty nice toupee there, by the way. Uh, Dean as Lady Gaga. Britta as... Dragon turtle slash cute dinosaur with tiny arms. Uh, Annie as Little Red Riding Hood. Shirley as Glenda, the Good Witch slash Miss Piggy. Uh, Abed as the Xenomorph. Troy as Ripley in the Power Loader. And Chang as uh, Peggy Fleming slash Michelle Kwan. Um, which one did you like the best? Or maybe, <laughs> maybe you're a Starburns being a pirate. I don't know. I do have a thing for pirates. He was rocking that costume. Wow, we got a Starburn stand on the podcast. Okay. Mm, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I love Britta's outfit. That just cracked me up. She Britta's always, always just so good. Yeah. <laughs> she was wearing so like well. a kid's outfit, like something a kid yeah. would wear. It reminded really me, cool. particularly this time of just last week, my little three year old niece was got a uh, a unicorn outfit that's just like that. And it just <laughs> Britta looks the same as my little niece in a unicorn outfit. So cute. <laughs> is adorable i i troy's is legit <clears throat> my favorite though i think that took a lot of work and i really like how he acts with it yeah the pvc mm-hmm. power loader that was that was good yeah i thought abed as the alien is fantastic i think he really just he, he knows exactly how much to make it look like an alien and what he has to do with his body to really sell it <laughs> so yeah that one wins for me easy kind of a shame he didn't wear the helmet more yeah really just True. kept it on for a scene but it was a good scene it was a good scene yeah um surely i i just oh my goodness she showed like i love the fact they they raised your expectation like her costume is also is going to be ambiguous and they're really confused about it and so you're dying to know what it is and then she shows up and she's like hello and, <laughs> and jeff's like i just can't stop seeing it Miss Piggy, can't stop. And I was like, I if you so don't re- want people to think you're Miss Piggy, stop talking like Miss Piggy. <laughs> I can so relate to that moment, like when you're at a dress up thing and someone you know comes up, you're like, hey, and you're just looking at what they're wearing and wanting to be able to say, oh, that's so cool what you that you've dressed up as that, but you just don't know. I that don't is know quite what to say. An outfit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You sure did a Look thing there. <laughs> Yeah, I even wrote that in my notes. Like, that's the true terror of this 
episode for me is like imagining myself at a party where people keep coming up and going, guess who I am? Like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially you know, if, if, if they're Chang and they're trying to trap you. Because know, he's, the, he's the racist prover or whatever he calls himself. <laughs> It's like, okay, Chang, like, obviously you had a whole, like, a mission to come in and mess with people's heads, and that's, uh... Well, that's very Chang, isn't it? It's very Chang. It's very on brand. Yeah, yeah but, but on, back to Shirley for a second, though. Hmm. I think that it is, um... First, if you're everybody else, you, you just just fall back on princess. That's all you gotta do is say, you know, oh, yeah, you're, you're a princess. Well, I just guess I don't know that many princesses, or whatever. But then Shirley is... She's really making it a mission to make them guess, and they are apparently not allowed to leave until they have continued guessing. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. <laughs> that's that's the fun. They need to have the fun, and she's the mom, and she's not going to let them off the hook there. So, yeah. Um, so the the episode doesn't take too long uh, before Pierce gets sick. It's this weird army surplus food that. The dean apparently that's that's where all the money went. The money went into the decorations, not the food. He got got all this discount food. So <laughs> so Pierce kind of gets sick, and I mean they don't technically die and then come back as zombies, but they have like very zombie like uh, behavior. So you know, sweating and moaning and walking around, and especially uh, starting to bite people. Um, I, I like. There's this little moment I've almost never noticed until this episode where when Pierce gets sick, everybody starts doing a weird Pierce impression. Yeah. <laughs> walking around. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then they're like, oh, he's really sick. Oh, it's no longer funny. <laughs> and they're bummed about it. They're like, oh, man. Yeah. Can't, can't make fun of him anymore. Yeah. It's, it's too real. That's not the real. The, they're not upset that he's sick and they feel bad for him. They're just like, crap. Now we can't make fun of him. Yeah. And Rich is back. I'm so happy Rich is back. Hey, Rich. I love, love Rich from Doc Potterywood uh, is back. Now as Chiquita MD, a banana. I mean, that's a great outfit, too. And uh, <laughs> did you get, by the way, I you know, Al, um, getting a bit of Arrested Development vibes from this episode? There's always money in Chiquita MD. Yeah. And Jeff's uh, $6,000 suit. Come on! <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he mentions that. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. You could buy, like, what? Six bananas with that money? <laughs> You've never been to the supermarket. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I do like to watch a Star War every once in a while, though. I like that little moment where they're like, oh, they go up to a guy wearing a medical outfit and they're like, eh, my friend's sick. And he's like, I'm not a doctor. And Rich pops <laughs> up in the banana outfit. I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> a great reintroduction. And I noticed in that moment before Rich pops up, it looks like he's already caring for someone. He's already doing a doctor thing with someone. He's just such, he's probably my favorite, uh, one of my favorite um, popping up every now and then characters. He's just so sincere. You just like him because he just, he's just like, oh, easy going, go with the flow. Somebody makes fun of him. Yeah, it's cool. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I like him. There were some heavy, uh, heavy Annie Rich vibes in this episode. <clears throat> mm hmm. And, and I don't think that that ever really pays off in any way, right? I don't think so. I thought, mm, oh, yeah. did they flirt a lot in the pottery episode or not at all? Or. 
remember him, her being impressed with his pottery. Yeah. But there wasn't. Yeah, she, she makes quite the little nurse, apparently. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. that that That's an interesting ship that never happened. Yeah, I wonder if they were setting up, you know, Annie's taste in men is whatever annoys somebody else in the group. But then they never went that way. They never did. I, I love the uh, Abed and Troy's introduction here. Oh, just reenacting the whole aliens thing. And Troy coming in with the epic line, get away from those hotties. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. Like I could have that on my cell phone if I didn't really want to be embarrassed all the time. <laughs> Somebody called me, get away from those hotties. Yeah. But he's uh, he he's instantly embarrassed. Like the girls go, you're such a nerd or something like that. And, and Jeff kind of shames Troy. He's like, girls don't want to be reminded of taking their little brothers to Comic-Con or something like that. Um, and Troy is just instantly, instantly nerd shamed and he feels it. And I, I guess I wanted to ask you guys, like this is, this is a pretty pivotal plot point and how believable is it? Like Troy's been pretty nerdy for an entire year. I mean, this is Troy and Abed in the morning. I mean, it, would he really be this instantly embarrassed by Jeff and a girl calling him a nerd? To the point where he just abandons his best friend in this outfit he's been working on for so long to become sexy Dracula. Well, I don't think Troy sees himself as a nerd. So until somebody else points it out, he assumes that he is still the coolest guy in the room and everybody else thinks this is cool too. And mm. it is getting in his way of scoring. So I can see that being a a push towards not being mm. nerdy. I don't completely yeah, believe that he would ditch Abed to that extent, but I do, on the other hand, believe that he thinks Jeff is cool. So I can, yeah, I can believe that he, he'll take Jeff's advice for an episode. And, and I like that the, um, you know, this felt like ever so briefly a return to Troy from the first eight episodes of season one. And I kind of like the, the reminder that that Troy still exists in mm -hmm. some capacity. So it's not like it's a Troy we've never seen before. And I don't know. I guess it just felt like a nice little bit of continuity, even if it maybe is a plot point to move a little fast. He does. He does kind of at the end fully embrace his nerdiness and he sees the value in it. So it, maybe it's just one of those things that they do often with Jeff where Jeff regresses, but then he realizes, oh, I've grown past this and mm -hmm. uh, take a step forward. So, yeah, I can I can see that you guys have convinced me. No, I, I withdraw my objection. <laughs> uh, I On like the this next little one. moment. I tried to take a picture of this, and then I realized that uh, for, for the umpteenth time, because I always forget that Amazon Prime doesn't let you take screenshots of Prime Video. It ends oh. up blank on your computer if you try that. What? But I, yeah, it's really weird. Um, <laughs> they have some technology that just does not let you take a screenshot. Darn of it, technology. Video. But I like this little – I wanted to take a screenshot of Jeff just casually feeding Britta because Britta couldn't hold anything with her <laughs> dinosaur it's really paws. <laughs> it's really cute. It is cute. Uh, it's just like it's a little friendship thing and Jeff's not like doing it sarcastically. He's just like, fine, I'll feed you. And, <laughs> and Britta's just like, yep, I like this. This is good. Uh, I like the Britta's line where she goes a uh, little hint about her – her drug habits. She's like, yeah, I wonder who's holding a key to your riddle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't think we get a lot of overt references to Britta being uh, a bit of a, a drug user uh, too often, but it, it comes out a little bit more and more. That that was a good moment. What do you think of the sexy Dracula costume, and why toilet paper, toilet rolls, and a a seat cover? I guess is what he's going with. I, I I hate to say anything bad because holy cow does he look great without a shirt on, but also <laughs> but also a toilet seat cover with Dracula written on it. Come on, sexy Dracula. Thank you. Oh no, so, no, I left it at out least for a reason. You don't have to ask him who he is. I like it with just a name oh, tag. I you think know, that's, that's good. a good point. Yeah, you, you, now now you're changing my mind. Look at you, Thomas. <laughs> I guess if you you had a. A body like that, you would want to take your shirt off, if at all possible. I know. I was thinking, why? Why is Jeff without his shirt more than Troy? Why? Mm. Yeah, I don't see why Troy needs a shirt on for the um the other costume, actually. Um, so it could be both. I like this. Yes. Yeah. So Dean calls in, not deliberately, but he he calls uh, accidentally calls the army. And they start that six-hour countdown, and they tell him to kind of lock everybody in there. So the Dean becomes kind of a secondary antagonist, especially when you consider the music going nonstop. I like that Jeff's line, like, when he says later, I know this is a long shot, but did anybody turn off his playlist? And it, <laughs> then it starts up again, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> that's that's the real shame. Can we mention the Lady Gaga costume, by the way? Excellent. Please. Excellent. Yes. His, his po 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 poker face, yeah. <laughs> and I love his scene calling the the military. Uh, the dean's so good at these small scenes, just on the phone or something, and his reactions and how he starts to uh, to get interested in the the um, the the strong voice that comes on the line of this high up military guy. Uh, <laughs> and he gets very interested not for the right reasons not taking the situation as seriously as he should be yet um but he's glad to have an, ha- be talking to someone with a lot of authority yeah well the uh the zombie plague starts spreading uh mostly through bites and leonard who by the way giant pumpkin surely says uh Leonard, you better back that pumpkin butt up or I'm making a pie. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Shirley's got some moments Great in this Shirley episode, line. and that is beautiful. Just beautiful. And then Troy's like, holy crap, Leonard's a zombie. Uh, and Abed instantly, and this was a total callback to the poultry episode, when he goes, zombie attack! It's the same cadence when he did, like, chicken run! Do you remember that? I don't. Just uh, yeah. at the beginning of that poultry episode when everybody's starting to run to the cafeteria to grab the chicken and suddenly Abe goes, chicken run! Everybody goes. Uh, it's the same thing. I never saw it before. but Nerd! I've gone back and forth on whether I like that line in this episode because, I mean, I kind of do like the callback and I found that funny. But it seriously, this is an actual zombie attack. Like it's, it's Here it's actually happening. And so I don't know if calling it out like it's a game uh, made sense to me. Uh, I was like, wait a second, this is real, Abed. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't think you thought it was funny. I thought he was kind of freaked out. Like, we got to get out of here. 
And if there is one character who's going to blur the lines like that, it's going to be Abed. Yeah. He this is instantly true. knows what's going on. This is, uh... And can I point out that uh, when Starburns gets his arm bitten by Pierce, uh, he deserves it because right before that, he was walking around saying, hey, who wants to walk my plank, huh? As his pirate. Did he say that? Yeah. So I, he well. deserved to be the first to go. <laughs> Yeah, he's terrible, despite how much I like him. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have a parrot on his shoulder. Doesn't he get, like, he gets a little lizard, right? He does. Or something, so. Uh, they, all, the the core group escapes to the study room. Uh, so we have, during this episode, every uh, the, the core seven start dropping like flies. And once, they've, once they become a zombie, the, the episode essentially forgets about them they cease to be a character so <laughs> pierce gets the least amount in this episode uh, which is a little bit of a shame i liked his captain kirk outfit i thought that was really well done for him um but he's he's out uh so so the group makes it to the study room rich is there i love rich's line here he's like it could take years for this to take over the world and, and he's like how many years one one and a half <laughs> <laughs> 2012 <laughs> and with yeah. 2012 coming up yeah it was scary times uh, i also love rich's line to jeff reintroducing himself to jeff hey jeff it's me rich from pottery class <laughs> like he's that's how he remembers him <laughs> uh, just yeah, he me up. sees how much jeff just still loathes him to his core and he's just undyingly cheerful to him yeah it's uh, <laughs> that's why we like rich and we like him because, as Troy said, they can make us sick by biting us. The banana said so. <laughs> <laughs> can I, I can mention also how much I love um, Chang in his tiny skirt, manspreading in the middle of the uh, yeah. of the study room? No, I didn't notice that. Oh, I oh, did. Every time he sits, yeah, he sits with his legs as far apart as possible. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I, w- I, w- I thought to myself, would I be more or less uncomfortable if this was anybody else? Even a woman. How would I feel about this? Probably less comfortable. More, less uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just uncomfortable right now. You guys describing it. I, I, I want to move on. Um, yeah. So we find out that both Rich and Britta have been bitten. And uh, they, I like the little moments where they start slurring their speech and uh, getting indignant at each other. And then the real reveal that they're zombies too so now everybody's on the run again um and we get to a scene we need to talk about it's pretty crucial for the rest of the season takes place in the bathroom i think you know where i'm going with this Uh, shirley and chang the ship we never wanted to see but we got because here it is desperate apocalypse sex yeah it's uh they go in the bathroom, and I, I guess what, what triggers this little moment of uh, mutual attraction is they recognize whose each other's costumes are. So maybe that's a good reason not to ever acknowledge somebody else's costume. They might <laughs> fall desperately in love with you. Um, but I did not they, remember this from the last time I watched. No? Uh, were you traumatized? I was quite... Hang on, where are we going here? Where are we going? Oh, and then we'll get to the stinger at the end. I was like, oh, Okay. All right. The uh, it's it's easily the most awkward kiss I've ever seen <laughs> in this particular episode of Community, at least. <laughs> yeah. So as your head's kind of swimming with that, like what's going on? You got 
Troy and Jeff and Abed continuing on, and it's you know a zombie movie. You got to go into some scary basement place. So I guess the library has a basement for whatever reason has a lot of life vests down there. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Maybe that's for their sailing class. I don't know. Whatever. And uh, and it has an insane cat, which which was my favorite. <laughs> was someone throwing it? I was just going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things. It was is sort of funny the first. Well, it wasn't the funny the first time, but it was a trope, and you recognize it. And then the second time, it was funny. And then the third time, it was like, okay, that's enough. But the fourth time, that's that's when it got me. Like four times was. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it just kept on going. You didn't even see it. Uh, until the end, and the and it was you know he said is somebody throwing it? Yeah, that's somebody's <laughs> throwing it. Obviously, there that's what's happening. Um, okay, so they're in that the basement. Uh, it doesn't go very well for them. Uh, in this uh, scene in the basement, mm-hmm. I love to the way that Troy and Arbet are talking to each other. They again just immediately match the genre tone so perfectly. Uh, like in the KFC um, episode when they go into the into this, the ship and they just start talking all nostalgically in this one they get into the this basement and it's like they're down in the sewers in in one of these films and they just start bringing up the the emotional story between themselves and it sounds just like one of those movies that they're riffing on they nail the tone so well troy make me proud be the first black man to make it to the end oh, that's a to which Somebody I say, said, LL Cool J and Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I saw I saw a note <laughs> that somebody said this is a, a nod to the original Night of the Living Dead, where the black man does make it to the end, but then he gets shot by the sheriffs, thinking he's a zombie. I don't know if that was deliberate reference, but you're absolutely right. There's There's been others. I couldn't help but it. But it's still a trope, so... I, I guess I, I thought, well, it's not technically true because the kid and people under the stairs made it to the end. But I was like, well, he's a kid, not a man. So eh? I think it's so well, such a well-known trope now that it's become less like movies just don't do it as much anymore. In fact, there's kind of a little bit of plot armor uh, around uh, certain characters. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just going back to 80s slashers. You know, mm-hmm. that that's really the... Uh, yeah, I think that the, the black characters were never the heroes, and so that means in a slasher movie, if you're not the hero, that means you're going to die. Yeah. And another little nod, uh, for, for whatever reason, Empire Strikes Back when Troy goes, Abed, I love you! And he goes, I know. That's so brilliant. <laughs> he gets swarmed by the zombies and... Yeah, his his look up there, where just Abed just looks up at him, and yeah, it's, the bromance is real. Okay, we've seen Troy with his shirt off. Why could he not be able to pull Abed up? He totally should have. He, he had should time. have. Yeah, he had plenty of I had, time. I thought like Abed took himself down mm-hmm. when he was trying to pull him up. I don't know. That's a fair point. Mm-hmm. He's got and the Abed's guns. Probably like five kilograms. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, pounds. I don't know what you can Thank you for the freedom units. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> he weighs six wallabies. Come on. That's, that's... Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. Ouch. My moratorium didn't last too long. No. 
This is why I'm here for cheap shots. Yeah. <laughs> well, Troy's going to get in a lot of cheap shots too. He's he's ready to go all punchy on everybody as he dives back into the library. He escapes it just to go back to try to get to the thermostat. Um, prepare to meet the power of imagination. I love that. <laughs> great line. Comes back in the power loader and you're like, yeah, this is a great moment. And then everybody grabs. He's like, why, why did I think this was good? <laughs> this, this is horrible. Uh, I love that one of the first people he punches does the Wilhelm scream. I was going to mention that. Yeah. Did you? That's good. <laughs> I was watching uh, Dante's Peak the other day. I hadn't watched that in a long time. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that's a random poll. It is a random poll, but the reason I'm mentioning it is there's just a, a moment where somebody gets like knocked off a bridge into raging water and Wilhelm scream like oh. so clearly. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, it's been a while since I've heard the Wilhelm sp- scream. Now I heard it twice in a week. So, yeah. Good little moment. Troy makes it to the, has his little heroic moment where he gets bit, but he struggles and makes it all the way to the thermostat. I like very much that he gets bit and people keep trying to bite him. He's like, dude, I'm bit. Okay. It's like, like kids being tagged and like, okay, I've been tagged already. I've been shot with paintballs. Lay off. I'm done. I love that. They do leave him alone too. They're like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Though in the background there, you can see that Chang is very into kissing now and he's trying desperately to kiss Abed, uh, zombie Chang. Oh, is he? So, yeah. <laughs> Abed's like, no. Wow. You know, well, yeah. Go ahead. It's also, uh, so Troy makes it out and he sucker punches the Dean, which is justified. That's fine. Um, but then he also punches Annie directly in the face. Oh, man. So harsh. Yeah, yeah. That he does not seem to like. There's a wind up and everything. He he really tries to punch a lot of people, but the Annie one was the one I always noticed. Going, it's a little uncalled for. Uh, even <laughs> even if she's a zombie, you know, just like that's your friend, man. Just push her out of the way, and move. Yeah, move maybe on. it's my you know. I just I feel differently about those two things, even though you know she's a zombie and trying to infect him and brain damage and whatnot. I don't know. Like I said, the stakes in this episode are weird. She's also just so small. She she can't be much of a threat. I don't think it's necessary to put that much force behind getting her out of the way. Yeah, I think it is just always questionable. I've worked with a director on a comedy play once who said he he just yeah, just flat draws the line no matter how funny you think it'll be anytime you're like punching a woman in in a in a show. It's just not drawing the line there. Uh, it's just... So, yeah, what well, the question. It's why anytime there's an action movie where there's a woman who's a, a bad guy, like as a secondary character or whatever, there always has to be a woman on the good guy team so that they can physically <laughs> they fight have their fight, right? right. right. You right. can't have John McClane, like, up and cold-cocking a, a, a girl. Or maybe he does. I don't... Does he ever... I don't think there's not a lot of women in those movies, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. there was one who had the knife, but she, he never fought her. So anyways, right. all point. that said, the way Annie spins around after the punch fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, not that I'm, I don't say fire, but fire. <laughs> it's true that I, I would watch three seasons of her doing women's wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's kind of, this is a weird disease too. Uh, if you really try to sit down and think about it, like they, they 
sort of lose their minds, but they don't because they're still they can sort of communicate with each other. They're, you know, Annie's still trying to read. Jeff's still trying to text. Um, maybe that's, you know, a little Dawn of the Dead reference. That's what I took it as, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if, if Troy could actually talk to them and say, you know, like, back off, and they just back off, it, there's a little bit of intelligence there. Um, in any case, the army comes to put a quick end to all of that. Very abrupt ending, where they just, like, roofy. You know, just use whatever their knockout gas is and uh, take everybody. I mean, but man, it's that moment where like, like the guy reaches into his coat pocket and starts to draw the gun. And <laughs> you know, like the Dean didn't even realize he's like two seconds away from being killed. And, <laughs> and he, do, he doesn't understand the clear implication of asking, are you the only witness? <laughs> Dean, <Yeah>. Dean, <laughs> don't say yes. <laughs> He's like proud. I yeah, am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love I love how completely how quickly he falls when they do the spray. It's <laughs> yeah. such a good bit of physical comedy. And it's a really good camera shot afterwards where the camera like pushes th- through the study room, through a crowd, over people, uh everybody recovering. Like it w- it was just a really good shot. I we don't get a lot of those in this show, and I, I thought it was kind of nice. Um, I thought Jeff's yeah. transition from zombie Jeff to back to regular Jeff was genius, one of the best moments in the episode, because it's so nice and subtly done. He's zombie Jeff, and then it's just a slight change to looking down at his phone and texting as normal Jeff. Mm-hmm. So funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and he gets really upset earlier on when he sees Rich come in at in his banana costume wearing his coat on top yeah. of it. So like, you're stretching my coat. I'm stretching it. <laughs> so maybe Rich when he becomes a zombie becomes a bit more of a jerk. I don't know. Uh, getting his revenge as subtly as he can. We skipped over his line about how he thinks he's special and so the, the zombie white wouldn't have hurt him. Oh yeah, Rich. <laughs> that was a fun little admission. <laughs> It, and that ties right back into the pottery episode, right? Where the voice a, of his mother in his head, like he's Anthony Perkins. Yeah. yeah, Jeff thought he was special too, and yeah, that's that's a good catch. And then yeah, we get this final closing sting. I I did I totally forgot what it was going to be. I thought, oh, are we getting a closing bit? And then it's just Troy walking in, and he got a message from Chang. From the night that they can't remember, seeing that uh, Shirley and Chang hooked up, and he just like he sits down, and just this face of horror, and he just goes, "Why did he call me? <laughs> Why did he though?" <laughs> so, I don't know. Is, is this the only stinger that we get that is actually plot relevant? <sighs> no. No. Okay. All I right. don't know. I'm going to say probably not, but it it doesn't happen very often. I think we could at least agree there. Maybe, maybe never. I, I gotta think there's got to be one or two other episodes. But yeah, this is a weird. It's it's not a weird stinger, but it's it's just weird that it it is kind of a cliffhanger. It does make you think back to oh yeah, there was that plot point that happened, and we're not letting it go. <laughs> it's going to come back, people. It's going to come back. So. Hmm. Um, okay, well, that was 
epidemiology. Uh, there were we just a couple other moments that I would like to mention right and in the just, middle. Thomas wants to mention a couple more things. Uh, so let's listen to him now. Because a, a few things happened so quickly in the middle that I think are worth bringing up. Uh, sure. Which uh, one is when <laughs> Chang throws whatever I forget he throws and breaks the glass and Annie gets taken. Which is just brilliant, because he's throwing it at a zombie, but it just smashes the glass, and then Annie is gone. He's throwing his so ice good. skate. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, well, that'd be why the glass explodes. Gosh. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then I like how when the zombies are coming in, he's not... Chang isn't calling out zombie. He's calling out hamster, because there's a hamster coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You uh, noticed a lot of little interesting things I didn't see. And one more there is yeah. when they're running away and Jeff just pushes over that uh, bookcase. That's such a good, like, uh, spoof moment. How in all the films they push over a suitcase. Uh, I mean, not as. Did I say suitcase? You said suitcase. They push over yeah. a, no, I mean bookcase. <laughs> they push over a bookcase. Or something, and it like hardly stops them. Like Stubbins just yeah. walks over it. It's oh, you just yeah, yeah. It's like a minor step up, right? Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of effort for not much reward. It saved him less time than it took for him to knock it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of good physical comedy in this episode. All right. Well, let's go into our report cards and give this episode our final thoughts and a rating. Each one of us. I almost never do this. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to go first. Is that okay? Doesn't matter. I'm recording it. I can hit stop. <laughs> oh. Just record my answer and I'll hit stop and you guys will just have to say. Dang, we know where I'm we like, stand. Mad with power. Wow. Putting us in our place tonight. Mad. I've been bitten. I've been bitten. That's why. Yeah, bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm special. Yeah. <laughs> it. <laughs> I remember originally watching season two the first time around. And when I saw the rocket science episode and then two episodes later, this one, and I went, this is going to be a good season, like getting two high quality episodes that early high concept, you know, one's riffing on space races and Apollo 13 and Armageddon and all that. And this one being all about zombies and, 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 you know, haunted, Haunted house tropes and stuff like that. So uh, I love this episode. I don't think it's as funny of an episode as maybe some other community ones. It's very concerned about keeping the plot going. There's a lot crammed in here and they have to do a lot of work to kind of establish why people are getting infected, how the infection spreads, where everybody is, keeping the group together, having that moment of, you know, heart-to-heart talks. We have two of them, one in the study room, one down in the basement, and, uh, you know, kind of the threat and how to resolve it. And then jamming in, you know, uh, Chang and Shirley right there in the middle as well. So it's it's a lot. Uh, if I'm really going to nitpick, the one thing I just don't like as much is that the second everybody gets bit, they're no longer a relevant character in the episode. And that kind of stinks. Like, you know, I would have liked to see Britta go to the end or Annie and, you know, Pierce. I don't even know if he gets a speaking line in this entire episode. I think probably does, but uh, barely. Um, yeah, he's going on about how good great... the food is. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's it's a great episode. I really love the use of the interesting set dressing. Um, the the callbacks to a lot of a lot of different scary movie tropes, but not just 
limiting themselves to just that having like empire strikes back and aliens and um arrested development it's so it's a fun episode it's an a it's not the strongest a i'll ever give like i was almost on the borderline with a b but i i feel really bad giving this a b i always enjoy it when it comes around so there we go that's all i'm gonna do uh let's see any mini miny al (laughs) all right um well, honestly, I'm going to kind of echo everything that Justin said. I think that it's uh, everything that you listed out there is very true. It's a very packed episode that's got to do a whole lot in not a lot of time. But I think it pulls it off. And it, it's definitely not as funny as, you know, as some of the other ones. Nor do I think it's as funny on rewatches as it was the first time I saw it. But I, just, I really think this episode accomplishes everything that it wanted to accomplish. And... It has like fun doing it. I really love all the riffs on zombie stuff. It's kind of a weird fever dream of an episode because everybody in the cast was almost shot by government agents after ingesting biohazard material from the art. Like that's that is weird, weird, weird stuff. They're pushing. Which, they're pushing the limit. Yes, it's one thing for everybody to dress up like you know, for everyone to dress up like like the characters from Pulp Fiction. It's another thing for them to be nearly murdered by FBI agents. So, yeah, but it's yeah, this is an A for me. It's a classic episode, and they they pull off everything that they attempt. Coming in with the counter opinion is Heather. Go. Oh. You, you've already decided what my opinion is, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I, I heard women like to be told what their we opinion is. We love it. So. You've unlocked I'm ours. And we try to keep out. it secret. So now I'm mad that you know our secret. But yeah. <laughs> now, um, fantastic episode. Not bo- I wasn't bored at any time. I love rewatching this one. It's memorable in a good way. Memorable doesn't always mean good. Hence the crappy Abed episode that we all hate where he's Jesus- michael bay or something but like <clears throat> memorable in a good way okay yeah sorry I, I everybody needs to hate it how about that? but uh, i i have nothing wrong with it and i don't mind that pierce isn't in it as much you know me and pierce I, i'm not that big of a fan of pierce i think he was utilized just fine i, I agreed though that there's not a ton of really hilarious lines or anything but the physical comedy is great the physicality of Troy's shirt off, great. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna quit being thirsty. But it's just, it's, it's good. And I love all the little references to movies. I really do think that the army food causing it is a callback to Return of the Living Dead, which is a great movie. So love that. It's, it's an A, and easily so. I didn't struggle at all, in my opinion. All right, Thomas, you're up to bat. I did struggle with my opinion a little bit. Uh, I really like this episode, like everything you guys have said, so many funny bits, the physical comedy, it's a great episode for fun action, physical comedy, and tons of great beats with our favourite characters along the way. Um, I did, as I kind of alluded to a little bit, I weirdly found myself having a little bit of a suspension of disbelief problem with this episode, just because pretty much... All of the rest of community ends up being quite grounded in all of its stories in the end. Uh, I mean, it's all kind of explained in a realistic way. And this one does introduce the fact that there's like an actual kind of zombie virus thing and everyone nearly died, which 
I, I don't want to be that guy who's like, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit out there for me, but it was almost a bit out there for me. Um, but I mostly went along with it and had a good time and there are great jokes in there. Uh, I think it's a pretty successful episode and very nearly an A for me, but I am going to go ABBA B to B. I almost I tried to make an ABBA joke in there, but I don't know what the ABBA joke. If we had two be. A's and two B's in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and you know they um I did look this up because I was interested uh in how much ABBA music they used. They did yes blow their entire music budget for the season on this one episode, which makes sense. <laughs> I have no doubt. I think it was well utilized though. <laughs> It is the it is the most terrifying thing in this episode. <laughs> just the constant music, and you just wanted to go away. You know, it was oh. very nearly the Ghostbusters theme for the whole episode. If they couldn't get the rights to ABBA, they were going to oh, go no. Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> that would have hurt. <laughs> That's a really funny concept. I would not want to sit through for twenty two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it wouldn't have gone really with the zombie theme anyway. So yeah. How do how do you guys feel about this whole cliffhanger with Shirley and and Chang that that's setting up the maybe Shirley actually got pregnant from Chang? Story I'm not like. into it. I don't care at all. <sighs> okay. I, I think in this instance, <laughs> I don't mind it because I know it's going somewhere. But I don't. I remember that not being my favorite plot in general. Mm-hmm. In this episode, it's okay. I think the scene in the middle of the episode, it feels like there's a deleted scene there that should have happened. Until you get to the very end, and then you go like, okay, it was setting up this joke that the two of them hooked up. Ha ha, that's funny. Um, so just as a standalone episode, I think it's fine. Later on, I guess I have to rewatch it and really see how I feel about it. But yeah. Man, I just I, I just never know what Shirley was thinking. I mean, knowing how much she detests Chang and... Like I, even if you're scared for your life or anything like that, like I, I don't care. I'm not going to really go. Oh, that person, you know, like, is there such a thing as scared goggles where suddenly somebody becomes <laughs> attractive because you're facing a sort of pseudo zombie apocalypse? It just it that that always seemed a, a stretch too far. That, well, I, you know, maybe a kiss, but that would be like, yeah, okay, kissing's used like kissing my brother kind of thing. But I, I think Shirley is very lonely and has been for a mm. while, and so she finds somebody that is able to see through whatever else everybody else sees and knows who she is. He knows that she's Glinda the Good Witch, and he understand. He found someone who is not racist apparently because he did not go to Michelle Kwan. And I don't know. I guess I can make myself. I can talk myself into it. Again, desperate apocalypse sex. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't bother me as much, I guess. All right. Well, good to know. If I ever have an opinion, Al's right there to toss some cold water all over it. It's <laughs> appreciate. Actually, I really do appreciate uh, the counterpoint opinions on this show. Because really, that's what Mutant Reviewers was all about for the longest time, is having counterpoint opinions and having different perspectives. So it's a lot of fun. But I'm just letting you know you hurt my feelings right then. Well, maybe you deserved it. Think about that. I probably did. I probably did. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. All I, all I can do is just turn nasty and petty. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, <laughs> so they planted a seed. We'll see how it comes in later in this uh, season. And um, but we don't have to deal with it right now, fortunately. So that's it for today's episode. You want to follow us. We want you to follow us in a non stalkerish kind of way. Uh, go on Twitter at 101 Rewatching. That's our Twitter handle. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, thank you for listening to our show today. I hope that it encouraged you maybe to go back and view this episode, maybe from a different perspective, maybe noticing some of these details and give us your thoughts. What do you think about epidemiology? Is it your favorite Halloween episode of the series? That's something we didn't talk about. Do you, I guess we can make a list later on when we get to like season six and I don't even know how, how many episodes, Halloween episodes they do. Uh, I know we at least have one or two more. Two more, at least. Only one way to find out. Yeah. So we'll make a list at some point. Let us know if this is your favorite or if it's ranked somewhere down there. And uh, follow us in various capacities. Check out our show notes so that you can follow Thomas on his YouTube channel as he goes for his EGOT one of these days. He'll yes, and I've got a 30% off sale for new subscribers just this month. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. You get 30% off. Enjoy. What a deal. Will Heather's Twitch channel offer a better deal? Uh, yeah, if you follow me, uh, it's it's going to be 50% off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time. <laughs> and, and will Al offer book signings for his new book, um, The Complete Al? No. No. Okay. You have to buy that full price, people. It's worth but it. But the bonus is uh, Thomas does his audiobook narration, so. <laughs> yes. He uses his American accent. It's something new. <laughs> yes. And it includes all the outtakes as well. Like, it's not edited. It's just, it's just oh, me fumbling can you imagine, through. <laughs> can you imagine trying to do an audiobook and they're like, yeah, we're, not, we're just going to use every single mistake you make. <laughs> it's a hundred hours long. <laughs> you know that section in the middle that has a lot of French yeah, you know no, no French words whatsoever and you just try to pronounce things yeah we're keeping all that all of it oh <laughs> uh, well I'm the racist prover and I've just proved that Heather has a funny accent I guess I don't know that's it on today's episode you guys take care we'll see you in a couple weeks au revoir <laughs> Wee oui, wee oui, baguette <laughs> Fernando <laughs>